It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Abundant Life is Better. Our scripture reference today is Mark chapter 13, verses 9 through 23. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. As for yourselves, beware, for they will hand you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them. And the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. When they bring you to trial and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you at that time, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. But when you see the desolating sacrilege set up where it ought not to be, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. Someone on the housetop must not go down or enter the house to take anything away. Someone in the field must not turn back to get a coat. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that it may not be in winter. For in those days there will be suffering such as has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now, no, and never will be. And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would be saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he has cut short those days. And if anyone says to you at that time, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But be alert. I have already told you everything. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I blame preachers. Well, not only preachers. Being one myself, though, I have no problem pointing the finger in my direction. What do I mean? Well, it feels like we've mended the gospel of Jesus Christ to sound more self-helpy. Come to Jesus and he'll make things easy for you. Drop your kids off at youth group and Jesus will make them less teenagery. And as he's taking away your every problem, he fills your life with rainbows and unicorns. Now, some don't come out and say that. They disguise their argument. They'll say your difficulties are consequences of you not believing enough, not praying the right amount of times with the right amount of courage and faith. It's the same message in a different fortune cookie. So many of us have believed that Jesus wants our life to be easy carefree and breezy. I blame preachers for this because that's the message many of them offer. 
Pardon my cynicism, but that's the message we'll offer because that's a message that sells. I can get people in the door with it, maybe even get them to come back. Of course, there's enough blame to go around. Itching ears don't mind hearing how easy Jesus wants our life to be. The gospel changes and challenges us, but the serviceability of Jesus is more palatable. Let's acknowledge how easy it is to wander into using Jesus more than following him. Now, let me offer a bit of encouragement. The Lord wants us to know his peace. He wants us to have reconciliation and joy. As we follow Jesus more, God gives us better understandings of what those gifts mean. Jesus wants us to know and have his abundant life. But let me tell you, too, that isn't a beeline to happiness, success, or the American dream. It's an abundant life, not a better life. Now, am I saying Jesus ruins our life? Kind of. Jesus gives us life. God raised us with him. Life is better than death. If, however, your goal is to get Jesus on board with your hopes and dreams, you might be setting yourself up for disappointment and renewed frustration. Jesus understood the transformative power of the gospel. That's why he gave up his life. Did you catch that? He gave up his life for us to know the gospel. We have to give up our lives as well to know the gospel. Otherwise, we diminish the gospel to mere morality. Jesus made it clear what his first disciples should expect. They continued his ministry by making it their own. As they did, the gospel wouldn't save them from experiencing distress or hardships. You could say it's their dedication to the gospel that brought on the suffering. Now, I don't want you to hear me tell you that God wants to hurt you, to make your life miserable. Not at all. But I do think we need to reconsider our understanding of the gospel. It isn't a self-help fix to life. It isn't a comfort of life magnet. And it certainly doesn't keep us from experiencing pain, disappointment, or persecution. But it does bring us back to the power of God. Not as we sprinkle Jesus onto life, but as we follow in the way of his life. Abundant life doesn't make life better, but abundant life is better. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find Another Note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. And the easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.